I don't know if Alan's a middle name. Or I think it's like like oh. Mook. Isn't it like a fa- like the you know old back in the days they'd be like this is Kara of Dundee or whatever right, like so is, is that it what like, it is I don't know I wonder if it's like if you know tell us but I don't know I feel I like Van is like a the German like a, version of Muck whatever oh yeah maybe I don't know yeah okay maybe anyway <laughs> do you know do you know who else shares a middle name <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and Jack the Ripper the <laughs> oh Kara Hello and welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funke. And I'm Cara Deverell. And today we're going to be talking about big fluffy dogs, romantic era poetry, and a Christmas song that is not a Christmas song. But before we jump into all that fun, we want to encourage you to keep in touch so that you never miss an episode. If you're listening on YouTube, hit subscribe and ring the bell so that you are notified when we drop our next episode. We're available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. But the best way of all to keep in touch with us is by heading over to himpartial.com and subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. This is only released once a week and comes with all kinds of fun bonus content that you could not get anywhere else else yep so um yeah when we were talking about what episode to do next we decided to go for a joyful theme so this week we were talking about joyful joyful we adore thee Mm -hmm. which it turns out as well as our episode next week is a christmas song that is not a christmas song you'll have to wait till next week to find out which song we're talking about but i'm pretty sure if you're very clever you'll figure yeah. it out feel free to guess yeah <laughs> and we'll say maybe maybe not maybe and then not. again maybe <laughs> okay so I actually ended up on so many interesting literary and like historical rabbit trails of course and I have done my best to condense it and not add too much to this uh, episode because we're not a literary episode or a historical podcast we're just about not. hymns not strictly, but we could be when we want to be. We could do whatever we you want. You really, really don't want me to go into all the rabbit trails. <laughs> um, we're actually going to start with the music this week. Change things up a little okay, bit. Okay, look at you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the music came first. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's a very familiar tune, but you may not know that you know it. So, Monet, which lovable St. Bernard dog with a movie franchise was this composer named after? <laughs> Beethoven. Yay! <laughs> you really threw me there for a second. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the guy who wrote the hymn, Henry van Dyke, he actually shared a middle name with the composer, hmm. Ludwig van Beethoven. I don't know if van's a middle name. I think it's like, like oh. Muck. Isn't it like a fa- like the you know old back in the days they'd be like this is Kara of Dundee or whatever right, like so is, is that it what like, it is I don't know I wonder if it's like if you know tell us but I don't know I feel I like Van is like a the German like a, version of Muck whatever oh yeah maybe I don't know yeah okay maybe anyway <laughs> do you know do you know who else shares a middle name <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and Jack the Ripper the <laughs> Oh, Carly. Oh, I told you, rabbit trails. Okay, so it's Beethoven. Beethoven mm. wrote the music. It's mm. from his Ninth Symphony, mm. um, the fourth movement, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of his most innovative 
symphonies because before that they didn't have voices they didn't have vocals in their symphonies it's just pure music really yes but that's a rabbit trail we're not going okay. down <laughs> um you can actually look at the handwritten manuscript beethoven wrote for the symphony in online mm-hmm. on the i'm gonna get this wrong Staatsbibliothek to berlin the state library of berlin mm-hmm. uh, they have a digitalized version he has terrible handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> He's a true artist. Yeah. <laughs> or a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the tune in the original symphony actually already had lyrics. Hmm. Um, a guy called Friedrich von Schiller wrote them. They kind of had some religious imagery and undertones, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like in that classical music way where it's referenced and it's using the imagery, but it's not. It's not praise. It, yeah, it's not like Christian music. Yeah, it just yeah. has Christian stuff in it. Yeah. And don't at me about it not being classical music because <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it might be classical. I'm not good at, yeah. <laughs> um, but quite a few people had tried to adapt it for hymn tunes. And because mm. of the hymn meters that they tried to adapt it for, it didn't work. Okay. Like some were better than others, mm-hmm. but they were all kind of... Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but what Henry Van Dyke did was he took the tune and wrote the words for it so instead of like taking an already written song yeah yeah, he wrote the song to fit the tune Mm -hmm. which worked way better (laughs) yeah um and it makes a good a good hymn tune because it's really simple Mm -hmm. it only has an octave range which is eight notes so most people can sing at least an octave even if they don't have a bigger range yeah and then like if you listen to it it's um very easy it's just lots of sequences so it's do, 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 and that's just not difficult mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think this is the song this is the song i learned to play first on, on the piano the pl- yeah yeah so uh, they teach it to a lot of um instruments so yeah. cello violin because mm. when you're learning the fingers on the violin mm-hmm. it's just like open open one two two one open open Oh. So you're just like one, two, like that. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's really the, easy. It's really pleasing to play too, because it has the symmetry, like kind of yes. as you play. Yeah. So Yeah. And it's it's easy when you're trying to learn where to put your fingers, um, because it's not lots of weird jumps and things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Um yeah, so on to the hymn writer, Henry Van Dyke. Um, he was born in Pennsylvania in 1853 and he died not in Pennsylvania, in 1933. So he lived quite a long life. Okay, yeah, actually. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he is one of the few hymn writers we've talked about who has actually died in the last 100 years. So he's a he's relatively, <laughs> relatively recent. <laughs> um, there's not a ton to say about him. He lived a long and busy life, but he's one of those people that didn't do a ton of things. But he did what he did do for a long time, if that makes sense. Um, So he was a Presbyterian pastor for 27 years. He then went on to become a professor of English literature at Princeton University for 23 years. Wow. He then, he probably met Woodrow Wilson, the president Mm -hmm. at Princeton, before he was president. Mm. And later on, um, Woodrow Wilson would make him the U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands. Oh, wow. And I wasn't sure. I couldn't quite work it out. But there is, like, Dutch influence in Pennsylvania. So I wondered if maybe he was 
child or grandchild or my, yeah yeah with a name like sense. Van Dyke yeah yeah so I think it's weird because we're so uh, I don't know maybe that maybe it's not true of the UK but in the US like you know there's at least like a generation or two on the east coast that just feel like it's been America forever mm. even though so much of the east coast like New England in particular is you know, so much immigration from Europe yeah. and from the UK and stuff and West Africa and all that stuff. So it's it's really not like they've been there forever. I mean, it's a young country, let's be honest. <laughs> I saw a video the other day. This girl was like, my violin is older than America. Yeah. <laughs> Lo- loads of things are. <laughs> anyway, so that's an aside. Yeah. He may have been Dutch. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, makes it makes sense. sense. Um, so he was also a chaplain in the U.S. Navy during World oh. War One. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think it was nice. only for like a year because you guys came late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> but we came right on but time. But you did come. <laughs> it finished pretty soon after. <laughs> um, and then in his lifetime, he wrote over 70 books. Wow. His, oh, devotionals, theology, yeah. all sorts. He wrote a book called The... Other wise man or the fourth wise man. And it's about like a fourth wise man who somehow gets left behind. And then he decides he's going to make his way to Bethlehem on his own. But mm. he does all these good things to people for people. Mm. Um, I've not read it, but you can actually get it free on Kindle on Amazon if you're interested. Hmm. Sounds like a little drummer boy story. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a similar idea. Apparently it came from a sermon. Oh. Um, yeah. So that's Mr. Van Dyke. Any particular thoughts on his life or just... Seems like he lived a full life. I think sometimes when you're youngish, like we are, um, you know, you hear somebody doing something for 27 years and then doing something else for 23 years. You're like, goodness gracious. But, you know, that's living a full life, you know. He was a pastor longer than I've been alive. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. (laughs) So very cool. It is. And it's really nice to see that kind of faithfulness as well mm. in, in sticking with it so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a poet. Okay. Um, he had a really strong love for nature and he wrote Joyful, Joyful during his time at Princeton. And the remaining handwritten manuscript of the song is still available to look at at Princeton today. Mm. I don't know if it's available online, but it's kicking around out there. Yeah, it seems like something they'd want to brag about, you know. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> look at our, like, alumni. Like, oh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so the hymn was written in 1907. It mm. was submitted to, I don't know if it's Louis or Louis Benson. Uh, you will always catch me out on that. I have no idea how to say it's that. It's always different. Um, <laughs> I'm going to call him different. Louis because it's fancy. It feels nice. <laughs> it feels fancy, yeah. <laughs> so um, he was putting together a Presbyterian hymnal and Van Dyke submitted this song to him and mm. was like, hmm, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So we think that was about 1907 because penciled in the corner of the Princeton manuscript is the date. Okay. In 1907, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was probably when they received a letter. Mm-hmm. And then about a week later, they have another letter from Van Dyke. And he's kind of like, oh, I'm glad you like it. But if there's anything you think needs tweaking, just let me know. Um, and he basically said the only reason this song is good is because the melody carries it. <laughs> well, you know, maybe that's a little, that's 
a little respect and humility towards the original composer, you know, mm-hmm. to say, I just wrote lyrics to something that was yeah. already good, you know? I mean, Beethoven made it great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does come across as quite humble, mm. humble kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was asked about it later, Van Dyke said, these verses are simple expressions of common Christian feelings and desires in this present time. Hymns of today that may be sung together by people who know the thought of the age and are not afraid that any truth of science will destroy religion or any revolution on earth overthrow the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Therefore, this is a hymn of trust and joy and hope. Yeah, right on. This is where I got into rabbit trails <laughs> um, because one of the things we studied in history in high school was the lead up to World War One. Yeah. So 1907, seven years before the war began, um, there's already an arms race in mm. Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, Germany is already pushing the envelope as far as it can without starting a war. And 1905 was... Bloody Sunday, which was mm. an uprising among the workers in Russia. It was mm. a precursor to the 1917 Red October when Lenin came to power. Goodness. So with that in mind, these are the world events. And then the early 1900s rationalism's on the rise. So it's all about the science and mm. what we can prove. Mm-hmm. And it's all about evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in this context that he's writing so that's why I thought that was an interesting comment yeah yeah I think the things that we uh create as Christians shouldn't be I mean I don't know how they possibly could be like um what's the word I'm looking for they're not like in a vacuum yeah they're not in a vacuum from what's happening around us Mm -hmm. you know um it's why we don't heavy-handedly on this show but we do talk like you know in light of current events this might be an encouragement or a discouragement or whatever. Um, hopefully not a discouragement, but maybe, who knows? Um, because that's how we worship God. We worship God in real life, not mm-hmm. like in some fairy tale. You know, we're not like the like the Buddhists who need to like retreat from, Yeah, you, you just know, cut yourself off yeah, from reality. No, we're right in reality. That's why the 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 hymns that of praise that we sing are so beautiful because it is grounded. So that's interesting mm. that you said that because he's been accused of being all like airy fairy and really? in denial of reality. Like oh, people wow. have said, this song is just you pushing back against the doom and gloom of pre First World War. Mm. Um, so I don't think this is fair mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, But it is interesting to know that Van Dyke was influenced by the Romantic poets, which is Mm. another rabbit trail. Um, (laughs) And when I say Romantic poets, I don't mean like lovey-dovey, my love is like a red, red rose sort of thing. (laughs) It's actually an artistic, literary, musical and intellectual movement of the late 18th century. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, had passed its peak by the time he was around, Mm. but he was evidently influenced by it. And it emphasised emotion and individualism and kind of the glorification of the past, hmm. especially the medieval period. Yeah, okay. So, um, you know, John John Keats, Seasons of Mist and Mellow Fruitfulness, or the poem Daffodils by Wordsworth. Mm. Those are kind of classic. I don't know them. <laughs> classic romantic um, super poets. Super classic. I'll probably. Well, look they're them not classic this. poets. They're romantic poets. Don't at me. Yeah. But <laughs> they're kind of the ones that are known. You know, I floated lonely as a cloud over whatever. Then I saw a field of 
daffodils. Anyway, (laughs) Um, it was partly a kickback against the Industrial Revolution, preferring intuition and emotion over, again, this rise in rationalism and scientific thought. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that isn't all an aside. He was influenced by it. And that's what I mean when I say he was a romantic Mm -hmm. or influenced by the romantics. But although they influenced him, and you can see that in the use of nature and in the use of light and dark, um, again, the context he lived in historically makes me think that this wasn't just him being like, everything's so good. Mm -hmm. I think it was more of... um, I think he just understood that we have hope as Christians. And he was like, praise God for that, despite everything. And I mean... God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the world could be upside down or it could be sunshine and rainbows. That doesn't change, like, the joy that we have mm-hmm. in, the, in the Lord. So Absolutely. Um, but rather than talk about all the literary influence mm-hmm. and the politics going on, why don't we have a look at the hymn and see what you think. Monet, would you like to read this for us? The lyrics, yes. Mm-hmm. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness. Drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. All thy works with joy surround thee. Earth and heaven reflect thy rays. Stars and angels sing around thee, center of unbroken praise. Field and forest, vale and mountain, flowery meadow, flashing sea. Chanting bird and flowing fountain call us to rejoice in thee. Thou art giving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Wellspring of the joy of living, ocean depth of happy rest. Thou our Father, Christ our brother, all who live in love are thine. Teach us how to love each other. Lift us to the joy divine. Mortals join the happy chorus, which the morning stars began. Love divine is reigning o'er us, joining all within its span. Ever singing, march we onward, victors in the midst of strife. Joyful music leads us sunward in the triumph song of life. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit flowery. It's quite flowery. (laughs) It feels like a poem. Mm. Like that's what it feels like. Um, So I understand like that kind of humility, like, well, it's it's the melody that makes it not fully. Obviously the lyrics very much matter but the the melody is what makes you go yeah this is my song you know Mm. maybe the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it is um maybe too poetic for some people's taste and that's okay um like I said he was influenced by the romantics who were very much like that Mm -hmm. um but there is just so much hope in this song Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's unrealistically optimistic like you've got those those lines in the first verse that talk about the clouds of sin and sadness and Mm -hmm. the darkness of sorrow, I think it is. Mm. Um, Dark of doubt. So dark of doubt. Yeah. Um, And then again in verse four, he does talk about being in the midst of strife. Mm -hmm. 
So interestingly, sometimes the third verse is cut out altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's this phrase, all who live in love are thine, Mm. which might be seen at first glance to be universalism. Mm. Oh, I was thinking the other way. Really? Sorry, continue. No, go on. All that live in love, like as in the love of Christ. That's the way I thought of it. But maybe I'm just such an like a unconscious Calvinist. <laughs> just... um, no, you're right. Is that what you're he's right? Meaning? That's okay. what he's getting to. Okay. And I have a biblical reference to back it up Ooh-wee. that Monet is going to read for us. <laughs> it's uh, 1 John 4, 7 to 8. Beloved, let us love one another for God, for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Yep. I think that clarifies that (laughs) those who live in love are God's. It's difficult because our culture has kind of perverted love. Mm. And I think specifically of like, you know, the LGBTQIIP crowd that says, (laughs) that says love is love. Well, that's not grounded. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice slogan, but what does that mean? And, you know, from scripture, we're saying, um, that love is from God and scripture is specific about who God is and what it means for him to love us. And so I think, you know, we, we could use that phrase like kind of flippantly like, Oh, I love this song, you know? Right. And so if you're talking about that kind of love, when you say like, love is love. Okay, sure. But if you're trying to superimpose that into what scripture talks about Mm -hmm. love is, then that's incorrect. And so a song like this, where Mm -hmm. he's saying all that live in love, all that live in love, that is, that's a specific context. It's meaning those who know God. Yeah. Um, the way First John is saying. Yeah. yeah. And that's the reference. It's First mm-hmm. John. He's not like doing this thing of, well, if you just love each other, then it's fine. You're going to heaven. Mm-mm. Like, no, I think <laughs> that's more of a modern, like reading it back into it to suit ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it is a concern. So some people just don't sing that verse, which mm. is their choice. Yep. And then we not only have issues with love, we have issues with toxic masculinity. Uh-oh. I'm kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> In the fourth verse, um, it's often altered to make it a bit less aggressive. So it's kind of just, you know, the battle imagery and the victory and the triumph. Um, and people don't like that it's kind of, it's a bit masculine. Oh, brother. <laughs> Do these people read the Bible? <laughs> also, have they read this hymn? I mean, yeah. he's got lines about flowering meadows and, and yeah. flowing fountains. Goodness I think gracious. he's okay putting in a little bit of battle injury oh, at the goodness. end. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not against it. Um, so in the end, I don't know about you, but I don't think that it's a song that's unreasonably optimistic. I think it's a little on the flowery side it's poetic yeah it's it's much more po- i mean like if you were to just send me the lyrics and say check out this cool poem i'd be like oh yeah that is a lovely poem yeah um it it feels like a poet wrote it yeah. and maybe that's a skill maybe i don't know maybe that's well, a he is a poet weakness. and he did write it yeah. so. <laughs> but i mean obviously there's a difference and we have talked about mm-hmm. it before 
in our episode, um, what are hymns? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are hymns? Um, <laughs> we did speak about the differences between poetry and hymns. Um, so there is a difference. Mm-hmm. And I do think that he fits that criteria, mm-hmm. but it's almost like if you sent me the lyrics of a song and you said, Oh yeah, the person who wrote this is a rapper. Like there would probably be markers in that. Yep. In those lyrics that kind of say, Oh yeah, this makes sense that this person's a rapper, like the way that they've structured this. Mm-hmm. And I would say, yeah, it totally makes sense to me that this person is a poet. Yeah. Like it wouldn't kill me to sing this in church. I'd be mm-hmm. fine with that. Yeah. But if I was picking hymns, which I don't, but if I was, <laughs> I don't know that it'd be like my first, yeah. my first choice. Mm, yeah. But Fair. it's beautiful. There's some great stuff in there. You've got the great, uh, alliteration of like god of glory lord of love it's Mm -hmm. very nice Mm -hmm. um yeah anyway so i think this is a good song a good poem anyway Mm -hmm. um it's uplifting and it's a great expression of praise and the christian hope no matter how you feel about singing it in church or not Mm -hmm. um so that's joyful joyful um and i think it'd be nice if we finish just by reading psalm 8 which is David's version of joyful, joyful. (laughs) (laughs) Sure thing, sure thing. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. Our Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. 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 Well, that's a really fun song, and I'm glad that we kind of had some time to dig into it a little bit. And maybe I'm not allowed to say this, but I really like that psalm we just read at the end. Um, It's so encouraging because that is the case for us. And when you read scripture like that and you um, know Christ as intimately as Christians are to know him, you have no problem singing about the joy in your heart and the joy that you have in Christ. And I think that's what we could take away from this song. Um, not really a Christian uh, Christmas song, no. but it's fine if you want to sing it at Christmas or any other time of the year. Um, but it's in Die Hard, so it must be a Christmas yeah. song. <laughs> oh, the great Die Hard is a Christmas song. Still debate. never seen that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I pray that this has encouraged you. And, you know, if you've never read the lyrics before, maybe take some time, look through them and see how you can be encouraged. Um, But until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.